Oh, I got a burp. I'm so sorry. Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods. I'm your host, JD, and with me yet again, the tried and true, faithful co-captain of this ship we call Out in the Woods, Nico Sorianello. Nico, how the hell are you? I am well. How are you? I'm peachy. It's finally cooling off a little bit. Um, getting some nice fall weather. It's it's just been wonderful. Life's been good. That's good. Still hot here. When you say hot, what do you mean hot? 80. Oh. Okay. That's not, I mean, that's not like horribly hot, really. But it's November. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I um, I checked the weather for the ranch this weekend, and it's supposed to be... I think the high Friday is 54 uh, and lows in the 30s through the weekend. So it's going to be nice and chilly. Well, that's good. How was your weekend? Pretty mid. <laughs> what did I, you do? <laughs> I went to the ranch. Yeah, baby. I watched Tanner sleep the whole time. A man was snoozing. Were you, I, I got to ask, so how mad were you when I came to pick you up in the Kubota? I was a bit upset <laughs> because I had around, I would say 10 minutes more of shooting light. No, was, you did not. Yes, you do, Bo. Even if you can't see, well, the scope gathers light. That's the whole point. And with coyotes, it doesn't matter. I was convinced that coyote was going to walk out. There was he was no so way. close. I could just, I could just hear him in the brush. It was like not far at all. You said three hundred yards, at max. That's could've like closer. That is so far, though. Yeah, but it, he had he was farther the first time he he howled. He was way farther, and then was closer. And then the one right before you got there, he was even closer. So I figured he was coming this way. We should have uh, we should have gotten the call, I, or I should have just waited and not been disturbed. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get him next time. I just I really don't think you could have made a shot. Not a my brother in Christ. It would not have been that. It would not have been that bad with with the, with this, the scope gathers light. You can see pretty I, damn well. I, I needed the headlights to drive. I shot. I don't know if you remember, but I shot my pig in the pitch black. No spotting light or nothing. With a full moon. Yeah. And it was a full moon. That's different. Full moon. And it wasn't is even like, fully night. That's like, that's exactly my point. Full moon's like a day. I promise basically. you if it was a deer, I wouldn't have shot it. A coyote, he's dead. It would not have mattered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that just means you gotta come back. I guess so. Um all in all, fairly uneventful weekend, though. It is what it is. What did you think about the gun raffle? Too many people. Yes. Too many, Too many... shitty guns. <laughs> Excuse my language. Oh, Do you want to elaborate on that? They're all 6-5 Creedmoors. Except for the last one. Except for the last one. What was it, a 300? 308. Oh, 308. Okay. It was... Uh... 
it was i think a savage axis which is basically i believe it was a savage which is we won a 308 savage axis in a gun raffle and that's like what i use for deer most days or pigs so we would have had two if we would have won that not that i I would be upset but i was actually talking to my dad about the creedmoor and he was telling me that a lot of Texans love that round for the for deer hunting, obviously, because mm-hmm. the gun's easy to use and stuff. But he said that he's never heard or seen more people lose deer than with than decides with the six five Creedmoor. Interesting. So that's Did another. Did you say why? Because the round's not that big. Mm-hmm. So you like you're not if if you want more velocity you got the 65 prc but even then like it's like the bullets i mean the bullets fast i mean it has velocity but then it doesn't have size so if you miss you miss i mean like if you miss vital organs it's you don't even get much damage uh it's like the I complete wonder, opposite i wonder what the weight is on those babies i mean you saw the size difference between that and my 30 out six oh yeah your 30 out six just has such a large yeah because uh, it's that's what i'm saying it's the complete opposite the 30 out six lacks velocity and it makes up for it with, with with damage with the size of the bullet do you know what your weight is on those on for my deer cart my deer mm-hmm. I, I those are 140s Interesting. These I'm I'm looking at them now. I'm seeing 97, 127, 130, 140. Most people use the 130s. Interesting. That seems plenty heavy enough with especially with how fast those things are going. It's still it's, that's what I'm that's what my dad said. I'm just I just, I just don't understand. If you're going to use a 65, I I would recommend the PRC myself. I don't even know the difference different company the prc is also bigger slightly because i shot i shot one of my stags with a creedmoor and the other one with a prc oh the the shell is bigger yes Not the, i guess the the round is probably still the same yes it's both 6.5 millimeters okay interesting uh well then does that make you happier that we didn't win anything no i would have just sold it anyway Mm, yeah i definitely would not have kept it fair enough unless it was a 308 i probably would have kept a 308 so you just brought it up uh i guess the topic for today's episode you recently took a little trip um not that recent anymore (laughs) it's been been a minute it has been a minute two weeks it's been almost four what yeah <laughs> oh my gosh because the week i got back i went to austin and the weekend after that i did nothing and then this past weekend i went to the ranch so yeah three and a half oh my goodness man i, I hope you remember your trip well enough to talk about it yeah it was eventful i think i still should be fine <laughs> Okay. Well, actually, real quick, before we get into it, 
uh, I recently saw our number one fan after Mass, Mrs. Hernandez. Shout out Kathleen Hernandez. She was saying how uh, she's been like hyping up the podcast people and she's all caught up. She's listened to every episode. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, with that, okay. Do you have a spot that you want to begin? Um, I was just going to go day by day. Okay. So wait. And then I had some. I where were some. you? Let's establish some some base. Where were you and what were you doing there? I was about, well, I was west of Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. And I was stag hunting. Okay. And why? Be- because why not? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if, well, was this like a graduation thing or like you just did it? Um, Honestly, the story is, is pretty funny. So like I said before, the people we went with, they they they're like guided hunters like that's their job they have a company they do guided hunts they used to do some in texas they used to do some in south africa canada but scotland's their biggest operation and they when they used to do hunts in texas obviously deer seasons in the fall and winter and they would be down here for christmas and so they'd spend christmas with us and last christmas when they were here uh, they had one of their like brochures that they take to like conventions and stuff. And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, those stags are pretty cool. I'd like to shoot one of those. And then here we were. Wow. Five months later. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that, that's the gist of it. So you, you kind of like knew, well, obviously you knew the people that. Yeah, I know them very with. well. Okay. I shot my Axis with them, and I shot my Audad with them. And both of those were in Texas? Texas, yeah. Were those guided hunts, or were you just, like, hanging out with them? Um, so the Axis, technically no, um, because I was out of a blind, and, like, since we know them so well, they just set us up by ourselves. So mm, okay. it's not like I need him. Um, the Audad was basically just because he knew like the property way better and knew where the outad traveled because he like would scout him out weekly so he kind of went took us up a ridge and mm-hmm. we got lucky and found them pretty quick so nice. that one basically was um <clears throat> okay okay but yeah i think that's pretty good background information so you went to scotland you knew the people this has been a couple well almost a year in the making right Letter rip. Uh, I'm so well. Before that, I did have a question for you. Oh boy. Um, are you an an aisle guy or a window guy? On the plane. On the plane. Um, window. For sure. Mm Hmm. I think there's pros and cons. So on the way there, I was on the window, and on the way back, I was in the aisle. There was definitely pros and cons to both. So walk walk me through it though. What do you what do you think? I mean, I'm not one to really get up even on an eight hour flight. Um, but I did want to get up, but I did. The girl next to me was sleeping. I didn't want to wake her up, so I just kind of sat there the whole time and didn't move. (laughs) Um, and 
I also, but for the most part, I usually like the window because no one bugs me. No, I don't have to move. Mm-hmm. The aisle was like nice because you technically have more room. And when I did have to get up, like I don't have to say excuse me. But then everyone on the, I had a kid on the inside who had to get up like five times. Oof. So that was slightly annoying. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Did you not sit next to your dad? No. Really? No. Interesting. Uh, personally, I'm a window guy because like, I like to sleep on flights. I couldn't. See, that was another like, thing is like the flight left at like 6 and with like the time change got in London at like 8 a.m. And I was it, like, if I just fall asleep on this plane, I'll be fine. It left at 6 p.m. or 6 a.m.? 6 p.m. Oh, okay. And I was like, if I just fall asleep on this plane, like, I won't really be jet lagged. And I, I couldn't even sleep for like 10 minutes. Really? I just could not. I literally, I turned off the TV and had my eyes closed for like two hours and could not fall asleep. It was so frustrating. Did you take any like Dramamine or anything? No. Damn. That's got to be frustrating. So I was like out the next day. I was just like, my mind was like all over the place. You should have had like a little whiskey or something. I should have. That would have done the trick. I felt awful. Do you, um, are you, so you haven't decided as far as window or aisle? I'm I'm always been a window guy, but I'm debating if that's changing after I had the aisle. That's kind of surprising because like I I get what you're saying with the aisle and like being able to stretch your legs without getting up or whatever. That's pretty nice. Um but I just like I feel so much less bothered at the window. And you can I look know, out. I, agree I know with it's that. not great on a overseas uh flight, but like you can look out the window, look at stuff. Look at all the clouds. I, I for the most part, I I would say for any domestic flight, I'm gonna choose the uh, the window. I, I I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. But when you get into that, anything over five hours, I'm starting to lean aisle. Okay, okay. I think Fair that's enough. my conclusion. Fair enough. Interesting. Are you? Did you not have like a beer or anything before your flight? I had a lot on the flight. And that didn't help you sleep? No. Oh, man. You were like probably hungover and exhausted. No wonder yeah, you were so out it of it. It was really bad. Oh, my gosh. I'm really surprised that that didn't help you sleep, though. And what's crazy is when you ask for wine, they would fill that plastic cup to like the very, very top. <laughs> but then when I would ask for coffee, they would give you like half a cup. Like they gave you tons more wine than they gave you coffee. And that, that really actually pissed me off. Were you just like alternating, like slamming back a no, glass of wine and a um, cup of coffee? The first three times I got wine. And then the next time they came, I was like, they probably think I'm a drunk. So I just got a coffee. <laughs> oh, man. That's really funny. Did, uh, oh, man, I can't believe that. Did you have to pay for it? No, international flight, baby. Okay, that makes sense. It's been a long time since I've flown abroad. So I feel like most people don't know that either because nobody around me was getting alcohol. <laughs> that you don't have to pay for it? 
Yeah, on international flights. Well, that's probably where they make their money. Or they lose money, I guess, if people drink. But Yeah, that's uh, they, that's probably why they don't advertise it. Man. I should have Nico, we should go abroad. Mm-hmm. If I get this job, I'm gonna yeah. take off immediately and we'll we'll go abroad. We'll have some fun. Okay. So you land in Land in London. London, by the way. I just want to get this out on the record. London's airport is awful. Heathrow. Do not recommend mm. ever flying into there. Um, it's terrible. They have like 10 things of security that you could go through, <laughs> and only one is ever open. Like, so our flight was like a two hour layover, and we got there right when they started boarding. It was awful. Oh, both so ways. You had to, you had to like, Go and get your bags and then recheck them. No, they do that for you. So it's 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 weird because you have to go to a special terminal if you're flying among the UK and Scotland's mm. part of the UK. But because of that, you still have to go through TSA again because it's a different country. So it's it's kind of frustrating. It's like That's a little bit more really relaxed on getting through, like with like ticket and stuff. But because it is another country, you have to go through security again. That is crazy. Huh. Okay. So yeah, on the way back, we went through security in Scotland, in London, and then in the US. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you guys get anything at the at the duty-free shops? I got this uh, Glenfiddich scotch. Oh, nice. I wanted Dalmore, but they didn't have Dalmore. Ooh, um, what, how old did you get? Um, I'm holding it. I believe just the standard 12. Let's see. I'm looking up pricing right now. How much do you pay for it? It was a lot. It was in euros. I believe it was just a 12. This says 750 milliliter bottle was $45. Sounds about right. It's pretty nice. Have you had any yet? No. Are you going to have any yet? Saving it for a rainy day. Fair enough. Okay. So go through all the security. You have your airport woes. You arrive in Scotland. I would assume very tired. Uh-huh. And then um, I take a nap. And then we kind of just walk around. Because my dad's been there before, actually. So... We do basically nothing that first day. Just kind of reacquaint yourself with the world. Yeah. And then I just pass out at like 9 p.m. Um, and then the next day, we have a one day where we're just in Edinburgh. So no hunting, nothing. And so that day we went and saw the castle. Uh, the Like the main castle that's in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Is that how they pronounce it over there? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. I can't, well, I, don't know. I can't understand half their English over there, to be honest. I mean, I, cause I say I live on Edinburgh, Oh, but I, I don't know. That's just like the, the Texan version or if it is, I don't know. I, I don't know, but <laughs> the castle was cool. Um, were we there for a while? I mean, was it like, did you guys go on like guided tour or? No, I just, just walked around for a few hours. How um, big is it? 
It's pretty big. Really? Yeah. And they have like a ton of museums inside. Really? Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. So we took the uh, the tram from the hotel there. Public transportation at its finest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had fish and chips. Nice. How was that? Um, and then my dad tried tipping the waiter, which I told him not to. Um, What'd they say? No, I mean, they didn't say anything. He tried to, like, leave money on the table. I was like, you don't do that here. I mean, but did they, like, did did you call him out for it? Yes. Or did they, okay. But okay. then but then the next place we went, that was the first night. And then the mm-hmm. night, the second, that night after the castle, the the place we went to was like super touristy, so they were all. So when they brought the check, they were like, "Hey, this is your total. If you want, you can this 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 total down here is with five percent gratuity." Wow. And so that 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 was because you don't you're not you're not supposed to tip over there. Like that's just not a thing. It's an American thing. Yeah, because we don't pay employees. <laughs> right. Um, but then, so that was Tuesday, the castle and chilling. Oh, I went to some Harry Potter shops, you know. Uh, and then Wednesday, we got picked up to drive out to the inn for the uh, hunting. Mm-hmm. And it was only like an hour drive. So we got there at like one and then had nothing to do. Like, I guess you guys weren't hunting that day? No. So that day was probably the most wasteful in my opinion. <laughs> I just hung out at the hotel. Is it like, uh, okay. Or in. So lodge. the place, I want to get some background on the place that you guys hunted. Right. Okay. I would assume it's basically like a ranch, right? No, no. So the way this works, I'm trying to see if I have a picture and I could send to you. You like stay at like a like it's like a hotel. It's like an inn. It's a smaller hotel with like the rest of the hunters. I -hmm. sent you a picture like it was like it looks like an inn. Like this was the lobby. That was the lobby. I just sent you. (laughs) Like it's not a it's not like a house. It's like an a hotel inn thing. Oh, okay. With a nice fireplace. That was super warm. You're being um, real. Nice hat, by the way. And then, like, oh, there's, like, randoms there, but for the most part, so they have this place booked, like, year-round, or at least mm-hmm. hunting season. Um, So, like, a lot of the rooms are reserved for, like, hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's the... And then when you go hunt, you have to drive quite a distance. We'll get to that to go to the properties that they have to hunt. Okay. So there is there no, like, housing on the properties no besides but, the farmers oh interesting yeah are these okay so um was it fenced we'll get to that too <laughs> okay okay so you you go to this inn i would assume like you said there's a bunch of other hunters yeah they were out hunting they got back at dinner time um did it did they provide dinner Oh, yes. And I'm going to, so this, this was night one. So when you get there and every morning you write down what you want and there's like a menu, a set menu, but it's a three course meal. 
So let me see. The first night I had tomato soup as the appetizer with salmon as the entree and then fudge cake as the dessert. Oh my God. And it was super good. Everybody loved the fudge cake was like the most popular thing. Everyone would get that. A lot of people would get it every night, but I wanted to try as much as I could. So I didn't. But yeah, that that was that was it's the food's really really good. Was it all uh, like were you guys at just like one great table or yeah, was it all yeah. split up? It was all together, all the hunters. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So where was where was everyone from? Um, Kansas, Colorado, were the first people we were there. That's where they were from, and then the next group that came in that got there the day we were leaving was from Iowa and Texas and Canada. So no Europeans. No. Really? Um funny enough the the guy's daughter from Iowa like lived in Iowa for all 18 years. Her grandpa had just moved to Texas. So she was actually going to A&M. <laughs> really? Cause she asked me, she said, Hey, did you mention it like this? Oh, this is skipping ahead. But the morning of we were leaving, she was going to go out hunting and she was like, Hey, I heard you say last night that you're going to, that you went to a and I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I'm, I'm from Iowa, but I'm actually going to a and too. I was like, Oh, that awesome. is crazy. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Okay. We'll get there. I'm so excited for this. So, so you get in, the other hunters that were there come back. You guys have your big dinner. You're hanging out in this beautiful inn, right. the fireplace. How many days were you planning on hunting? Until I got a stag. Oh, so, so we had, like, so that was Wednesday night, and we had until Sunday to get something. Okay, that's so what I was curious. Thursday through Sunday. Okay. I think, wait, I'm skipping a day. Yeah, wait, Thursday... No, I think. No, Thursday was. So Tuesday, Thursday was the day we drove to the inn and did nothing. So we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That seems pretty good. Yeah. And so. um, Yeah. So. That night, I get told that (laughs) I have to wake up at 3 a.m., Oh my goodness. Because the place we're going is like two hours away. <laughs> um so yeah, that was fun. So um, were you in your hunting gear like the whole time traveling? Yeah, yeah. Or you were like ready to go. Yeah, I woke up, had coffee, and we left. Wow. So we get there around like six. And we meet up with the gameskeeper of the property. So basically, like, he told me about the property. There's a ton of lands that's, like, subdivided amongst the farmers. But the gist... Who owns it? Yeah, so the gist of it is it's 28,000 acres. And it's just owned by, like, a single family. Like, it's like feudalism (laughs) stuff. Oh my god. He said the same family's owned it since 1546. Oh my goodness. So there's like a lot of properties you can like drive around to and stuff. But uh he said on the way in he had spotted a group of stags. And so we're going to wait until 
sunlight and go after them. And so that's what we did. Um, me and the Mr. Gameskeeper uh, mm-hmm. walked a few hundred yards and waited. And we, you know, he had a thermal on him and you could see him in the dark. Oh, so he was looking. Are these are these native or no? Yes. Well, okay. so someone said they weren't, but it's not actually. What I was told was it's kind of indisputed whether the stags are native or not. Um, are they red stags? Yeah, red stags. Um, uh, so I, I don't really know. There's, they were saying it's a debate. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, so what's interesting is these gameskeepers just like manage the, all this acreage. Like that's their job. And mm-hmm. so apparently like the government will come in um, and be like, you have X amount of stags. You have to kill 300 this year. And like, that's their job. And that's why they outsource them. Outsource. Like to hunters because oh. why not make more money than just okay. shooting them. Yeah. Um, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Government intervention. How about it? Well, so it's almost it's almost like what we do with hunting tags. Like they do population numbers and then they manage that population based on the amount of tags or like your daily bag limit. Right. But I was also told that if they don't kill the amount the government told them, the government would come in and just wipe out their population and say like, sorry about you. You're not managing that. Which is crazy Jeez. to me. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> No pressure, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he said there was one stag. And so when I went, it was the rut. So it actually helps a ton because they just, they scream. Like they're just yelling like all the time. So it's a lot easier to find them. You don't have to just mm-hmm. glass like the hills that you, yeah, you, you can, can hear them. them. Right. Um. So it's finally daylight and he gets me set up and they run off a little bit and I thought they were going to go off into the woods, but they stopped right before it. And the shot there was 280. What was your terrain like? Um, This one was a lot more... I, it looked a lot more like Ireland. Like it was like they were in a green pasture with like trees behind them, and it was like all hilly, okay, wet, rainy. Was it was any of it farmland? Yeah, uh, no, not like farmland like that, but like sheep's. Okay, like grazing. Yes. Okay. Um. So it was gonna be two eighty, but this this gameskeeper's rifle is. <laughs> Six five Creedmoor. <laughs> the, the Creedmoor has nothing to do with this part, but his scope, it was so hard to get eye relief on it. Like I was struggling so badly to get a clear picture through his scope. And it might just be because of the way he mounts his gun compared to other people, but I could not for the life of me. Um, so we moved a little bit to get a clearer sight. And um then it became two forty six was the distance. And what with his scope was also weird because to you would hit a button on top of it and it would tell you the distance and then a red dot would come up on the scope and that's where you would 
aim with the red dot to adjust for the distance and wind. Oh my goodness. And you know, it sounds cool in practice, but when you're looking through the scope trying to aim at something and all this data pops up along with your actual sight, it's super distracting. I hated it. Mm -hmm. It was awful. And like this, his bipod was not very stable. Actually, I remember this part. So I finally got a clear picture through the scope and my left eye would not stop twitching. So I like, (laughs) so I couldn't see through the scope. So I took my left hand off the bipod and just put it over my eye so I could just see through the scope clearly. I was like, I was, I was, this, this was just complicated for no reasons. And do you um, shoot right or left-handed? Right. Okay. Okay. I just had to cover my left eye because because it, it kept twitching. It kept opening, and mm-hmm. so it was dis- you know distracting while trying to aim. Um, and I just remember then looking at the stag. Finally, he had finally stopped. The gameskeeper was freaking out because I hadn't shot already. <laughs> but I take my time. Can you do? Miss. Can you do an impersonation of something that he was saying? He's like, don't let him get away. Can you do it with a Scottish no. accent? The, the, please. This dude, this dude, Nico, please. Is, no, I'm not. But this please. dude was like your typical Scottish guy. Nico. Like, Think of just, the listeners. The tomfoolery, the stuff you would say, you would just mess around the whole time. Please. No, I'm not. Think of the that. listeners. Think I'm of focused, the listeners. bro. Think I'm of the thinking listeners. about that stag in the scope right now. Okay, we'll, do, we'll, we'll come back to the tomfoolery after. Um. But I just remember after covering my eye, my left eye, I said, aim small and miss small in my head. And I pulled the trigger. And that was that for the first and, one. And you missed. No, I did not miss. Did it Did it run? Uh, Not very far, like 20 yards. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, and um, yeah. Um, so... Okay, you're out in this pasture. You've driven all this way. You have all this trouble. You're moving around. You see the thing. They're screaming. Yeah, got, actually, when I shot him, he was yelling as well. You got Mr. Foolery yeah. throwing you off. Right. You finally shoot this thing. You see it's down. You see it's dead. Do you, like, are there, do people come and pick it up? Do you um, go and so, butcher it there? Like, what's, what's happened? What happened? So we walked back to the car to go get my dad and our technically our guide like the fr- guy we're family friends with mm-hmm. and then we drive his uh the gameskeeper's truck up there um we take some pictures um and i don't know if you saw them on instagram i did but so that first tag i got was this one and if you see the things you see the three three you see the three I'm, points I'm, on the top? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, the first stag is the first picture? Yes. Okay. Yes. You see how it's at like three uh, yes. points on the top on each side? Yep. So those are called crowns. And for wild stags, it's very hard to find one with one of those. And mine had two. So like that was actually like really, it's a really good stag for being wild. So it normally it just goes to a single point. Yeah, if you look at my second one, it doesn't even have two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
so the crowns are really like the really really like sought after like Man. stags. So did did your gameskeeper tell you about that? Uh, like no, he, our guy did. did. He, okay, um, I was just wondering if he saw that like the group or was it just one? Was it one stag? No, it was just one stag with his uh, hinds, his female ones, mm. since it was breeding season. They keep them like corralled. Um, but uh, so yeah, this is a hill stag, as they call it there, which means it's wild. So it's not raised or anything. It just kind of goes wherever it wants. Mm-hmm. Um, Among the 28,000 acres. Right. And so <laughs> these people who sell the these guided hunts, they have hill stags and estate stags. And estate stags are ones that they actually raise in a mile-long high-fence pasture that are like 30 points. Like they're massive. But like... Interesting. We'll get to that, but like we, I visited it, and it's like it's it's not it's not hunting. You like walk in, and they stare at you like fifty yards away, and you shoot it, and just have to pay ten grand for it. It's it's kind of it's not a hunt. It's just kind of like for the mount, you know. So do they release the estate sex or no? No, you literally go shoot it in like this mile long high fence pasture. That's it. Interesting. It's not hunting. <laughs> But from a business standpoint, it brings in like a majority of the money. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So oh. we. Um, okay, yeah. Continue. Sorry. So we load this thing in his truck, and we drive to the main property where that family I was telling you about is located. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little butcher house with like where you butcher the meat, and all the meat gets sent to the market. Apparently, right now it goes to Germany. Um, did you but, guys get to eat any of it no it, it has to go to the domestic or they sell it to germany and stuff so you couldn't even keep like a little piece and cook no. it up what no um and so actually when we were butchering it uh that family that owns all this property drove past and stopped and said hi were they nice yeah and they actually what were they um, what were they driving a range rover okay fair <laughs> and then you see the picture with my dad and i yes that's their house that's Wait, what that that was their house since they own all that those 28,000 acres that's where they live in that castle oh that many, my that many castle gosh yeah wow um like i said it's like feudalism still (laughs) that is insane wow that's super cool well at least they were nice they weren't pricks i mean they're making money off the hunts yeah okay so you are you do you get the mounts yeah i get the mounts are you gonna get them both mounted um so with the that stag i'm getting a mini full mount where it doesn't really have all his neck, but it has his head and it's going to mm-hmm. be on a plaque, like old school. Sure. Like it reminded me of the ones in the castle. So, and then the other ones I just actually antlers. Okay. Um, 
yeah so that was day one and then we had to drive all the way back which was like two hours so what time were you getting back we got back at like five. Oh damn so full day yeah um and then everyone else had already finished their hunts the night before so they actually so what's really cool is if you take your wife or significant other um when you're out hunting or the the guide's wife takes everyone else like tour touristing tour like as a tourist yeah um, tourism whatever. whatever the the verb of being a tourist yeah the verb. <laughs> yeah touring so, like, i guess it'd just be touring they go see like castles and they actually went to st andrews and played golf oh dang okay. uh the next day so yeah it's like you can take your wife and she goes and sees all this stuff and waste your money while you're hunting <laughs> um so it's a pretty good setup so that was night two so this night i had pheasant as the appetizer um duck as the entree and then cream brulee as my dessert dang how was the duck or how did they cook it that's what i want to know it was it was good i liked it it was a little bit tough um was it pink in the middle yeah it was it was pink just like it was just tougher meat in my opinion how was was it like was it like grilled or do you think it was done in a pan like do you know how they prepare Uh, it i don't i don't remember I really like the pheasant though. Was that how was that done? It was like done. It was like wrapped like a burrito and something. It wasn't like a burrito, but it was wrapped. So the pheasant was inside something. It was good. Was it with a was sauce. it like breading? Something like that. Was it like a puff pastry? Was it like a mini beef Wellington kind of? Kinda, yeah. Ooh. It was good. The pheasant was really good. I liked the pheasant. Interesting. How was the creme brulee? That was fantastic. Okay. Better than the the fudge cake? No. There was a guy who had hunted who stopped getting an appetizer so he can enjoy the fudge cake because the fudge cake was so rich. It was so good, though. It, but it was so rich. Like, I had to stop eating it that first night. Wow. Interesting. I'm Now I'm curious. I might have to go over there just for this. <laughs> yeah, the food's good. Man, okay, okay. So you you get your 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 first stag. Oh, also second round of dinner. Yeah. Also, they sell the meat to Germany and stuff, but they keep like the lung and liver for their for their haggis. Okay, so you did get to eat. Oh, I didn't eat I was, it. I'm, they oh. sell it. <sighs> did you get to try any red deer while you were there? No. You don't even know what this thing tastes like. No. I know in Germany they just turn it into sausage, so that's so frustrating. Personally. Yeah. Personally. I'd be sticking a little piece of tenderloin in my pocket. <laughs> let it let it sit there for the two hour drive home. Um okay. So you that was Friday was Friday? Yeah. Okay. What happened Saturday? So Saturday, we go to a different property that's like only 45 minutes away. And like, we're just like out looking. This place has fallow deer and stags. Um, And it's like, we start like, so this place is like way different landscape wise. It's like hilly, no brush, nothing. It's just like all this dead 
I don't know what to call them. The short plants on the ground that you're just walking through. Shrubs. There's no cover. Yeah. Well, yeah, barely. But there's like nothing. Just hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're walking up. Uh, we wait for the rain to stop because it was super heavy. And then we go out in it. And I was pretty miserable. It was like 40 and raining. Um, and we're walking up this hill where we had seen some from far away. But we didn't know if they were still there. That was like an hour ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking up, we hear one like roar like 300 yards away, like to our right, like just over a ridge. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit closer. And so the guy with us is like the main guide. It's the son of like the main main guy, but he's the one who does most of the guiding now. Not the property owner. But no, what? no, this is like the guy who's in charge of the business that we're family friends with. Not a gameskeeper? No, though? no gameskeeper here. Okay. Okay. Um, and so like he's hunted with my dad for like a long time. And he's like, This one's really close. I want to try to get him for your dad. And the main reason it was complicated for my dad was because if y'all don't know, my dad had a he broke his collarbone, so he couldn't shoot right-handed. So he was gonna try to get this with his left. Oh, jeez! And so we got within a hundred and like thirty yards of it without it seeing us. And my dad managed to get up, and um, he got it with his left-handed. So that was pretty impressive. Oh, so he did get one. Yes. Dang. Did um, he shoot the six-five Creedmoor too? No, so our friend, our friend's gun was a PRC. Huh. Um, uh, this gun was custom made, and it's it's beautiful. I'm in love with this weapon. It's I I have a I don't think I posted this, but I'll send you a picture of his gun because I took a picture with it. Um, better. Do you like it better than um? Do you like it better than the gun that you have? Yes. He said here. he... What? Like here? Yes. Oh. Ooh. So it's... Is, is it a Leica? Yeah, it's a Leica scope. And so everything like, is custom made, made. So like the chambering is a Remington 700, like mine. It has a external magazine which is abnormal for PRC ammo. It has to be custom. Um, the suppressor is a titanium suppressor, so it's lightweight. has that bipod on it. Just an all-around custom job. Did you did you offer to buy it off of him? Were you like, no. I'll give you $100? He said he'd bill me one, and that's what I'm going to do. Ah. Because he's like really good friends with the gunsmith um how well did that suppressor work on a hunting rifle so in what regards because it actually adds velocity to the bullet oh well i mean like were you still wearing hearing protection no absolutely not hurt no really i've never worn hearing protection but you definitely don't need it with that suppressor the crazy thing about this rifle is 
you think with the bipod, the suppressor, and the scope, because the scope's like really nice, mm-hmm. you would think it's extremely heavy. And it was not at all, which was insane to me. Cause all of it, um, all like the butt and like the barrel is all made from uh carbon fiber. It? Yes. So it's super lightweight. Dang. That's yeah, it's that rifle was nice. Was it was I'm looking at it up close. Was the uh was it textured? Yeah, you the gunsmith, you can pick whatever texture and hold Oh, look at you. He said his wife picked this one. <laughs> Cuz he has three custom ones. Shoot, you should just buy one of those. Well, I don't think many or a caliber I'd want. Are you going to get the 6.5 PRC? That's what I'm trying to debate. What are your what are your options? I what, are you, of, what, are, what are you narrowing it down to? I kind of ruled out the 300 Winchester mag, which I think would be the best overall over round, like overall uh, round for like hunting because my dad has mm. a few. And I have narrowed it down to the 6.5 PRC and the, um, was, let me find the other one. The 6.5 PRC, the 7 PRC, and the 300 PRC. <laughs> the 300 PRC is probably a bit too much, so I kind of ruled that one out too. What would you be using this for? I mean, you could use a 6.5 PRC for a lot of stuff. I'm looking at the 7mm PRC right now. That one's new. They don't really? even sell that ammo yet. Really? Yes. That's just new. I was just... his. He just put in an order for a custom rifle for that. That's why he mentioned it to me. May take pros and cons may take years before the ammo becomes easily available. Right. That, that's one of the issues I have with it because like you want, you want, especially for a rifle like this, you want something where like ammo is not going to be like, you don't get, want to get a weird caliber where you, you, it's hard to find ammo as in like you go hunting somewhere and walk in a gun store and they don't have it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've taken into account. Well, if I'm going to build one, recoil is on the upper end of what most adult shooters can tolerate i don't i don't think recoil is a i i think i think recoil is overblown i don't even think my 30 odd six recoils but i guess it does compare to like a six five creed more you should get a you should get a seven millimeter oh eight i don't know man <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I'm looking. Uh, there's a chart here that has the 300 PRC on it too. That is like, that was actually originally made to be a sniper round. So that thing is huge, and yeah, it it, it would be overkill for most animals. So I, that's why I ruled that out. Yeah, it seems to have a lot of oomph. Yeah, it could take down like a moose. Well, there you go. I'm not going moose hunting anytime <laughs> soon. Why not? It's expensive. You just got to walk up there and shoot one. Right. 
Okay. Okay. So you're you're thinking about doing this custom rifle. Your yes. dad shot, I guess, with that gun. Yes. Okay. Um. Is that tripod. is that the picture that you got in the second one? No. Or was that I your, didn't post? You got, I you can send two. you my dad's. My dad's. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Uh, yeah, I'll send you my dad's one. So the second day, it's closer. I say, hey, what we're gonna? Your dad's gonna shoot this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing with these stags is, since they're running, they actually lose like a hundred pounds since they're running around so much and traveling so long. So his has actually... his has crowns. Uh, no, he doesn't. They're only two. That one, that one on the that left side doesn't count. Oh, really? Because it's supposed to have three points and then the crown has another three. So that's just one of the down three points. So it's missing mm. one up top. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like if you look at mine, it's a six by five. It's missing one point on the right side. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so it technically only has two crowns. No, my, what? Six, one, two, three. No, the crowns are just on top. Yeah, but one of them would be considered the third point, right? On on what? Oh you no, said, no, you said no, it no. needs to have three lower points. Well, yeah, but no, mine. All the three points are up top. He's just missing one. If you look on that right side, he's like it just never grew out. It like looks like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be there, and it's not compared to the left. So it's kind of a debate if you consider mine a royal stag because he has both his crowns but he's missing one point but i i don't i don't know enough to mm-hmm. go into that debate okay i i don't either but <laughs> so yeah my dad got his and then we spotted another group and we went after those same location same location just like on a different hill mhm and we had we had spotted them about 500 yards away and they were over a little ridge on the same hillside as us so the only way we were going to get to them is was 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 basically crawling um so this is what i consider my favorite part of the hunt because we basically had to crawl like a long ways did your dad do this with no he stayed behind okay Okay. stayed behind so we crawl up to like within 100 yards maybe closer and like I peek my head over this ridge and like, you know, I see the main stag and I see a couple of like hinds laying down. And like it's pretty impressive to get that close, right? Like that's mm-hmm. hunting. Um and like we don't have time to set up the tripod. He doesn't want to make enough he doesn't want to make noise. Mm-hmm. So I get the <laughs> I get the rifle out and I put it on his shoulder. Um <laughs> And I wait because the stag is uh, is breeding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let him get one last in. Oh, no. And then, and then, um, and then after he was done, I I shot him at like less than 100 yards. Probably. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the crazy thing about this one, so there's a lot. So as when I shot... I'm not even kidding you. Probably 
over 50 hinds stood up that like really? i didn't even see like Man. there was so many deer and like so that's what was crazy about that was we stopped we crawled all that way and like deceived all their eyes you mm-hmm. know it was pretty crazy to get that close and none of them noticed but yeah so there was like a group of like 60 i would say and the stag i shot took like five minutes to go down um really so yeah the, our guide was saying that he was just pumped up on testosterone yeah i was know? about to say that adrenaline was already and he going. was like <laughs> i've never seen it was it was weird for me because i had never seen like he was like like it was obvious he was hit but like he would just like take a step and like like stumble and then like walk and like it was like a boxer you know that had just been mm-hmm. like dazed mm-hmm. like right before they fell that's what it looked like um but yeah and he he went down he was a smaller guy um so like points wise Mm-hmm. So his body was actually bigger, and that's probably because he lost all his fights earlier in the rut. And now that all the bigger stags had finished rutting, he mm-hmm. kind of took over. Oh, so he he basically just like hung back in the beginning. So he wasn't running around. He wasn't right. exerting. And that's all that probably energy. why he hadn't. He had the biggest body, and that's probably why because he wasn't actually rutting earlier in the rut. In the rut. Well, he he obviously he did. He he finished strong. <laughs> he did. I let him finish. <laughs> he he and his his fifty. What are what do you call him? Heinz. Heinz. Why are they called Heinz? I don't know. That's what they called them. <laughs> Can you do an impersonation of the of the gameskeeper? No. Talking, talking about him. No. Please, Nico, I don't even please. remember anything he said. Can you make something up? I just want. I gotta hear I, it. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I, I'm awful with Nico. accents. I'm not doing it. Think of our faithful lis- listeners. I'm not doing it, Mrs. Hernandez. I'm sorry. Think about what joy it will bring them. Nope. I'm telling a story. If you could change your fate, would ya? <laughs> Come on, Nico. No. Tell Tristan to do one. We'll get. We'll get Tristan on here sometime. I just found out that he was dual citizen. Yeah. Did not know that. I was wondering what his obsession with Europe was. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't ask about people's lineage all that often. Yeah, but that was... Uh... So this this was like kind of back-to-back then. Your yeah, it was like you. an hour and a half in between. Oh, so you guys were just like hanging out in the field? <laughs> Well, what you do is like like elk hunting. You just kind of go on a hill and then gloss the other hillside. Mm-hmm. And we spotted them, so we went to the same hillside. Could see, knew where they were about, and couldn't see them because of the ridge. So that's when we mm-hmm. crawled. Mm-hmm. But we didn't realize there was so many, which was the crazy part. Interesting. Um. So then we go back. Um. Also that second sag he gave me for free it was he said it was a birthday gift wow yeah i was i was wondering if like what the deal was if you just kind of like if you had to pre-order those or what but now the second one he gave me that's pretty cool 
Yeah. That's very nice of him. Nice knowing people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the same guy my dad just went elk hunting with. Did he get an elk? Uh, he didn't have his elk tag, just my dad did. They just went together. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, damn. Okay, so but that was your second day, and you had you had two second down. Day, and... Second day hunting, third day at the hotel. Okay. And then so, you you technically had another day to hunt though, right? Yes, we'll get to we'll get to that. Okay. Um. So that night, the appetizer I had was smoked salmon. Nice. Which I love salmon more than like most people, but smoked salmon was not my favorite. Is it like? Was it like locks? I don't. I don't know. It was. That's... It was like. I don't know. It looked like salmon that hadn't been fully cooked. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. It looked like sushi, kind of, just the salmon part of sushi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the lamb shank, which oh. a lot of people said was their favorite entree, but for me, I was, I guess, I just wasn't very into it. Mm-hmm. I just really wasn't a huge fan. It wasn't bad by any mm-hmm. means. Wasn't your favorite of the event? No. And then for dessert, I had chocolate tort. Which was pretty good. Tort? Yeah, that's what it was called. T-O-R-T? E, yeah. I wonder what that is. Ooh. It's like fudge on like a cookie like crust. It looks um it looks kind of crumbly. Oh yeah. no, no, no. I was looking at a different one. Was it really dense? The chocolate was. So the, they had like the chocolate that was like super thick on like a cookie crust was how they did it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that looks really, I, I, sh- I should have eaten before this. It looks really good. <laughs> where where does that one rank? Um, Out of the desserts? Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to put that one last, no, second to last. Okay. I'll put the Damn. one on the next one last. Damn. Okay, so another, and th- at this point, was the second group, did they come in? No, not yet. They got there our last day. So is it just like you two? This night, yes. It was just you and your dad hanging yeah. out yeah. with this bougie dinner. With, with our... The, our second family, essentially. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Um, so then that last day, we just went over to check out their, like, money maker, which was the high fence stags, estate stags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also where they do, where they keep all the mounts and ship them all back. So we looked at all the ones that people had shot already. Was that in the house? No, it was like 45 minutes an hour away. Okay. But the house was where you guys were staying? Or near where you were staying? This hotel was, it was just a, like a that inn was just, I don't know why it was there. They just said they had stayed there for a long time, like pre- previous years. So they had a good relationship. Okay. Fair enough. Um, And we like... uh. We went into like the high fenced area, and there's just massive stags everywhere at like fifty yards. Was there? Um, it's like people really pay to just come in here and shoot and leave. It's that seems not kind hunting. of under. That seems kind of underwhelming. Well, 
as I was told, a lot of people in the hunting world don't care as much too much about the hunt as much as they care about the wall hanger, which is a shame. But I don't know how, how I feel is. about that. What do you mean? I like I care I care I care more about what's in the freezer. True. I mean, but personally, like, I would rather like hunt like stock like I did than just walk in there and shoot a bigger deer. Oh no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But um, funny enough, they had like a special pen where they had like white stags that they had just gotten, um, and a regular stag had broken into the pen. It wouldn't leave them now because they were all females. Whoa. And someone wanted to shoot that specific stack because it was the biggest one left. Mm-hmm. And so we were tasked with getting it out of this pen, <laughs> which I don't know if you've ever herded a stag. I've herded whitetail before. Um, that took like two hours to get him out. Were you guys just on foot or were you yeah, getting, like Yeah, just on foot. Oh my gosh. We got him to the gate like... 10 times and he just and he wouldn't go through he wouldn't go through and like the guy was right like he knew what the gate was he just didn't know where it was because after like the first hour he was looking for a way out he just couldn't find it mm. and then the white stags just didn't know that they, they had never like left so they didn't really realize that they could but it was funny there was like sheep in there as well that just kind of walk around mm-hmm and they knew where the gate was because they just walked out and he had seen them walk out and that's when he finally <laughs> left. <laughs> was it bad that the sheep left? No, it was fine. So did they have like uh did they have like breeder pins and then like the pin the large one for like hunting, quote unquote? No, so it was just like it was like the best way to describe it, it's a, it's like two miles long. And only like 500 yards wide. Oh. So it's just a really long property and there's just stags everywhere in it. Like you just walk in it and it's just stags, stags. So I guess it's managed. By some people from Scotland. Yeah, yeah but like like, like hunting wise. Like it's not like they breed the stags there's like, there's like, separately and then put them in there. No, they just so they like they actually know like all the stags that are in there, like which ones are still young and not old enough to shoot, and the ones mm. that are mature right. and start regressing. They like keep tabs on all that. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, that's how we spent the last day, which is hurting that stag <laughs> and like just checking out their property. Um, do so they're they're a type of deer right so they drop their antlers yes i believe what did they do with the what did they do with the sheds i don't i'm not i'm not entirely sure i think they drop them it would make sense Uh, they're also hunted way longer like i said most the government treats them like 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 pigs yeah like you have to like like i was saying they have to shoot so many a year so like that gameskeeper would like go out and shoot like six and then just butcher them and then do the same thing the next day. Only the stags have antlers, which start growing in the spring and are shed each year, usually at the end of winter. Yeah, for red deer. Interesting. Man, that's cr- so. They're uh, that's interesting that they are allegedly a native species, but they're hunted so heavily. But I guess there's, their population is pretty well controlled. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, it's not like the population's hurting, especially mm-hmm. with like the amount of hinds you see. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and like none of like I said, the meat doesn't get wasted. It's like legally required to sell it to the market. Man. Um, so I mean, they have a system. I just think it's wild that the government tells you how many you have to shoot a year. Like imagine the federal government coming to you at East Compasso and saying you have to shoot 20 whitetail this year or else we're just going to wipe them out. See, that's what I don't understand. So maybe maybe they are a non-native and just like a very sought after invasive basically. I maybe I know the fallow deer is non-native. Mm-hmm. Those are what, like India or China? Yeah, I believe so. I believe they are India. Huh. They also have like fallow hunting as well. Those are a lot smaller though, right? They just look completely different. Yeah, they but there's a lot smaller animal. Huh. So that wrets up day four, three of hunting. Yeah, day three. Day of four hunting. total. Of yeah. You guys are I guess leaving the next day? Yeah. How was your dinner? Um, the appetizer was a mega. Uh, uh, what is that? A mango cocktail, which is like a so, fruit cocktail. Oh, okay. Essentially. Um, I had fried scampi as the entree, which was really good, but it was just kind of like fish and chips. Like it was just fried, like you know, mm-hmm. um, a little basic. Yeah, and then dessert was strawberry pavlova i don't even know what that is well it was really good the pavlova i didn't really like the taste of personally but the strawberries were really good pavlova okay so realistically anyone could go to this inn yeah there was like families stay there oh yeah that last night we there was a couple there a scottish couple there for their wedding anniversary and they got into like a two-hour conversation with my father on American politics. Oh, yeah. How did that go? I walked away when it got intense. Oh no. <laughs> oh man, I might have to ask your dad about that one. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, it's just interesting how much they actually care about U.S. politics and stuff. Why? I don't, I don't keep up with Scottish politics. Does anyone? Well, they say like, I mean, it's kind of a good, I mean, like America treats themselves as like a world leader. And then at the moment, we don't really look like it. So like, uh, what's going true. on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, enough about hunting. Let's talk politics. No. <laughs> Go vote. I did vote today. I went to vote and... I was registered in Brazos County. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I had just changed mine. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm SOL. Okay. So did you guys just head home on the last day or did you guys have time to like bull around in town? No, we had to leave pretty early. Okay. And that's when I talked to that girl about A&M and stuff. Was she there to hunt? Yeah. She was apparently she was like mad crazed about getting a nice fallow deer interesting was she nice yeah she was nice did she get her number she was like 18 oh 
She was coming. Not that you're going to A and thirty. I'm basically. You could have. You could have given her. You could have given her heads up. Whoa! Damn, Nico. I talked to her grandpa for like an hour because he was really like, he was really anxious about hunting a stag. Really? Because he was like, I've only ever hunted with my own weapons. I have to use one of theirs. He was like really nervous about it all. Interesting. He got a really nice one though. Reassure him. Yeah. Huh. He got a nicer stag than me. Dang. Okay. So looking back on your trip, um, would you do it again? Like that style of hunting? What style? Like, I mean, like go abroad for one thing and I don't know, like be guided or things like that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. Do that, but for a different animal. Yeah. I think it's super fun. I love, I think like I've said this before, I think like glossing for animals and stalking them is way funner than just sitting around for them. Sitting and waiting. Yeah. Um, and also, I know a lot of people, they talk about, they had a lot of groups this year of just, like, guys who went out there together. Um, and that would definitely be fun with, like, friends. Um, oh, I bet, yeah. Were there any pubs nearby? Not by the hotel, no. Oh. Or inn, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so, so then, I mean, what do you, do you have any complaints about it? Do you have anything that you wish was different? You always have to ask for ketchup. They they never give you ketchup for anything. Interesting. So not even with the hunt, just with the food. Yeah. That's not a bad that's not a bad day right there. Innocent gun is a Scottish beer. I really like it. Innocent gun? Innocent gun. Yes. Innocent. Oh yeah. Not the they they had two different ones. Um, the one I did not like, uh, I think what color was the label? That's what I'm, I'm looking up. I think the one I liked was the lager. Yes. That makes sense. I mean, that's like, I wonder if you can get it. The orange one I did not like at all. Do you know what it was? I believe that one. I, I don't know what that one was, but the the green one is really okay. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I would put it in my top three beers right now. Honestly. Really, it was really good, but I was also really thirsty. So maybe <laughs> every time I had it. So, um, can I get it anywhere? I kind of looks like it. They have a Caribbean rum cask. They have an original. Yeah, so... Uh, did you get them on tap or in a bottle? Tap. Okay, so uh, you had the... Oh, shoot. You had the original. Looks The lager. Light. Yes, the lager. Yes. Okay. And then the one that you didn't like, was it just like a more rich red? Yes. Okay. That's apparently their Caribbean rum cask. I did not like it at all. 6.8%. I think I had that like three times. Every well, time see, we ate out, I had that. 
This is interesting because when you say they're green one, it says, this says lager, and it's 4.6%. Mm-hmm. You can buy it. At HEB? Uh, you can order it. Interesting. 24, 440 milliliter cans is $37. <laughs> I'm doing it. They also had, um, funny enough, they had like Coors Light on tap as well at some places. Really? Because I guess it's international at that point. I just thought that was funny. Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if we can find it anywhere. I'll have to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm curious to try it. Highly recommend it. It was like it was like super refreshing. Is what got me. Do you not like Yingling? I don't hate Yingling, but it's definitely not in my. Not I would never like get it specifically. Because it's a lager. Yeah, no, I like lagers. I just, I don't know. I, the Yingling's fine. I just don't love it. Hmm. They do have an IPA, apparently. Their website's yeah, not very good, I'm going to be honest. That. I can't seem to figure this out. Um, interesting. I can't believe you guys didn't go to the pubs. Ah, well, you know my dad. Well, Fair. Fair. You guys, you guys had a mission to accomplish. So, looking back, if you were to go and do it again, would you go to Scotland or like do you, do you have something else? Having done that now, that you would rather do? Or like, do you have something? Yeah, of a similar trip. I don't know like, what I don't at the moment. I don't know really what I'd want to go get. I definitely would do another trip. I just Some, don't something know. Something that you could eat? Um, I mean, as long as it's not like... I mean, like I said, we didn't waste the meat, so I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, I just wonder what it tastes like. Ask the Germans, man. You know, I've got a few. I might I'll just get some up. sausage at Wurstfest this weekend, and it, it will be my stag. Are you going? I plan on it. In... Uh... New Braunfels? Yes. Who are you staying with? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Can I come? Maybe. What day are you going? Either Friday or Saturday. Mm. Maybe Sunday. Oh, that's kind of far. How far is it from the ranch? It's only three and a half hours. How far is it from you? It's got to be close. 45 minutes. Oh, shoot, man. I'd be there in a heartbeat. I have a buddy there, but I don't I don't know if he's actually going to be there. Now that I think about it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find his house. Hmm. I feel like there's more questions. But I think I have exhausted my supply. What's next on tap for you? Are you going to uh, try to get a whitetail this year? I need to get a whitetail because I haven't shot one in a long time. Um, well, I'm just waiting. Um, and so I have a vehicle I can transport it in. 
Well, if you quarter it, you can transport it. I any don't vehicle. feel like doing that. It takes no time. <laughs> I just, it just happens. It's very it. quick. I, I also don't feel like logging around a cooler in the back of my charger. Why not? Because it's quite annoying. Because all the coolers are kept at the barn. And so every time I go get one, I have to like clean it off because they're so dirty and put it in my the back of my car. And I don't get anything. And then they make me take it all the way back down and it gets dirty again. You sure do complain a lot. I do. First world problems. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going back. I, I just like being Saturday. able to throw the thing in the back and not worrying about it. Or just, just knowing, having the peace deer. of mind. that You can get your car dirty. I can't get mine right now, but you know, just put a put a tarp back there. Dog, it would not work. You could totally do that. How My people parents like, would not be happy. No, you could. It would be so easy. Or I can just wait five days. What's five days? Uh, are you finally getting your car? Yes, I told you. you. It's actually coming in. Yes. Oh, I knew that you were looking for it, but I, I, I don't found know. It. Okay. Wow, congrats. It's, uh, I can check right now. This guy made a tracking website where if you have your order number and the VIN number, you can see exactly where your vehicle is based on like updates and stuff. Man. <laughs> Bougie. Well, I guess you're not invited this weekend. Wow. Well, you don't have a car to put a deer in. I'll probably only be out there for one or two nights. Well, probably one night, realistically. Um. So it's been in transit for five days and five hours. And it says estimated time, seven days and eight hours. Are you excited? Kind of. It says, well, the only thing I'm not excited about is the longest wait possible, 18 days. Like, how does how do we go from estimated <laughs> 7 to 18? How would that happen? Oh, that's like, really funny. How would that generally happen? So, so you would rather, you would rather throw a deer in the back of a brand new Bronco. With a tarp. As, with a tarp. As opposed to a tarp in the back of of your charger that is much yeah older. well because i've said this before i know it's a brand new car but i i i got a bronco so i can not necessarily rough it up but so it can live outside i don't even and I'm know not what the what the i mean i guess they don't have like a bed they're not like bedlined no but i mean we used to do it with my tahoe with deer Mm-hmm. You put a tarp in the back. There's a lot of different methods. So I'm just wondering why you won't do it in the charger. I, my parents would be pissed. I would have to quarter it. I mean, that's it. It's so easy, though. So with our Tahoe, we would just put a tarp in the back and just put the deer in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those those same guided hunters that in, from Scotland in Texas for whitetail, they would actually... For all their guided hunts, they they had like really old Tahoes as well for like driving around the ranch. Mm-hmm. They would get plastic containers and put the deers in them full 
and just lift them and put them in the back and then and then quarter them at like the main would they I mean, would they like gut them no uh yeah they would no yes they'd gut them put them in the box and then they would go the quarter car, after you get back them. to the like main area yeah that sounds about right like what i do except for the way that i quarter my deer i don't have to take the guts out interesting yeah you should it's free coyotes well no so at that point like as opposed to dumping the guts and then having to deal with like you know the rib cage and stuff like that nah, it's um, not a problem like i just the guts just stay in there and then you dump the whole thing at once yeah yeah no that's what you're supposed to do well that's what i do but it's like i i take the whole deer back to the barn or whatever oh sh- string it up skin it and then like the front shoulders come off Too super much easy work man front shoulders come off super easy and then you can get your back straps you can get the tenderloins you can get the neck you can cut the head off too much work and then you just all you do is you cut the back legs off and like the spine and chest just fall into a bucket and then you dump or it. you gut it and take it to the butchers and you pay in coleman that's like 200 bucks i uh, know no wonder I, I know in like here it's like 50 you just drop off a whole deer and it's 50 bucks it's definitely not over 100 it's expensive I, Coleman is so expensive. I was crazed by their prices last time you went there. Um, I know that like dropping off a quarter deer, it was 80. And then if you get like sausage and stuff done, it goes up. I know my dad with sausage dropping off the whole thing is like 120. I'm going to drive down to Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> It's a Holy German smokes. place. They're German. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That place in uh, in Snook. I don't know if you ever took a deer to yeah, Snook. Yeah, you, you told me about that. Yeah. It's pretty good. They do a good job there. Mr. Irwin recommended that to me. It's not bad. No, it's yeah. About, the only place the I was like odd about was Coleman. I was like, these prices are ridiculous. What's I think it's like the only one yeah, that's why. anywhere near. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Well... I guess that's it. That was a great episode. I guess that's it. Would you want to do a hunting trip like that? Oh, I want to eat the thing. That's that's like the big reason that I would hunt. I don't know if I, the only thing I've ever mounted is turkey. I got the feathers and the little beard coming off. The one I shot with you? Yeah. That's the only thing that I've ever mounted on a wall. I didn't even know you mounted that. It's in the shop. I never Here. knew. Yeah, that's that's like it's, you know, I mean, well, we don't. It's if we had like great great deer out of the ranch, then yeah, I would probably get one or two mounted. But, I mean, I'm I'm just in it for the, for the burger. Oh, my dad said that those turkeys were probably all males. Interesting. And well, okay, so I did tell you it didn't matter though, right? Yeah, but and again, like I said, I don't feel like shooting a turkey just to shoot one. I'd eat it, man. I um, mean that thing. He says to look for the ones um I don't I don't remember. But like there's bigger oh. ones than other ones. Well, that's very informative. I, I don't remember. 
Maybe I'll he get a says the length of the beard matters, and then like the fluff of the feathers or something. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I wonder, what time did we go and check the game camera? 11. Was it that early? 11.30. Okay, interesting. Uh, it was before 12. Okay. And then like you, but you, five. so they, they didn't really go anywhere though all day. No. Like they were just hanging. Well, I mean, I don't know. They can't fly, so. Yeah, they can. Not Not like far. Yeah, but I mean. Far and enough to can get lift off, off. Yeah. Far enough. I mean, get up in trees and stuff. Yeah. They're I more of if a coyote attack them. I don't know if they go after of a, turkeys. A glider. Oh, I bet they go after turkeys, especially like the turkey nests. Do they lay eggs? Yeah. Turkeys lay eggs. For sure. Um. Yeah, you know, I was looking. Um, I haven't thought about doing it with with turkey, but apparently you can create fake quail nests with like chicken eggs, um, and you can like track it over time and see like if coyotes get to it or if roadrunners get to it, and you can track your your quail nest survival rate based on like fake nests. Interesting. So, um. All right. Well, do you have a? You have any closing remarks? You have your song. I do not have my song. Um, I have a couple in mind. I know mine. Uh, you go ahead then. Okay. I was scrolling through Instagram, and uh, I got a reel, and this guy was singing. And it was really sad, but it was really, really good. And I looked him up on Instagram or on Spotify. 280 monthly listeners. All of his songs have less than a thousand streams. So consider yourself in the know early on. Uh, The guy's name is Coyote Kolb, K-O-L-B. And the song I'm going to recommend is Let It Show. And if you want to hear a really good version of it, go to his Instagram. It's a few posts back at the time that this was posted. Let It Show by Coyote Kolb. Interesting. It's really good. It's really good. I actually matched with a girl on like a dating app a couple weeks ago who had like 100,000 monthly listeners. Not monthly, total like listeners. On on Spotify? Spotify. Yeah. You're going to shout her out? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember her name. Oh, I might have to have you check. I want to hear her music. I, I, I could go find it real quick. <laughs> I'm curious to hear it. It doesn't have to be your song recommendation, but no. now I want to know. I'm try- I I need to figure out who it I'm gonna see. I, I want to see who you matched with on a dating app. That's what I want to know. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, I found her. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if that was accurate. Uh... No, wait. What's what's her name? <laughs> what's her name, Nico? Don't be like that. Well, how do you? Uh, 
I'm not shouting this out. On, on Are you going to send it to me? Let's see. Yeah, one of her songs has 100,000 plays, and she has 5,500 monthly listeners. What is, what's her name? So that's what I meant. What's her name? You didn't, you didn't, Nico, Nico, you didn't do the accent. You gotta, you gotta throw a dog a bone here every now and then. I don't really like the music. It's not bad. It's just not my taste. I want to know, you got, come on, come on. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Oh no. Alrighty. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I guess we have some connection problems. Oh, Nico, I hear you typing. This is fun. Um, oh, I can hear you. I'm, oh. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous to try to reset this. Uh... What's your song of the week, Nico? This is so bad. Okay, Nico just messaged me. We're closing out. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear him, but uh, I know I can. So hopefully it's still recording. But anyway, his song of the week is Lost by Frank Ocean, which is a pretty, pretty darn good song. Um, that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for listening to the podcast and for tuning in and for being patient as we try to get this episode out. Um, with that, we might be back later this week for a second episode. This might be two parts. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, uh, as always, thanks for listening, and cheers, and God bless.